welcome to Rah Rah Riverdale, a Riverdale fan podcast. We keep the episodes intentionally short because we know you don't have time for nonsense. I'm Al. I'm Joe. Let's get right into the episode. Actually, actually, let's not. Let's not get right into the episode. Uh, we have a bit of a mea culpa to do here. Um, fans of our show might have noticed that there has been a very long absence of Rah Rah Riverdale. Uh, that that's only the public appearance of it. it. I hate to tell everybody we've been doing these podcasts all 137 episodes since the very beginning. Um, over on a platform we did not realize was no longer a going concern. Uh, we've been publishing these, you know, since the very beginning to our GeoCities account, and th- I, I guess sometime in like 2019 they just shut that down, and I didn't notice. Yeah. I've been hitting big publish oof. on these things. Honestly, it's a big oof for us. Um, it, it's super disappointing. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can uh, the, the re-release all these at some point. But uh, the good news is we caught it in time for the finale. You know, we finally yeah. got We We finally uh, figured out. I, I went to, I, I never thought to do it before. But on the penultimate episode, I'm like, you know what? This is an end of an era. Me and Al have mm-hmm. been doing this for 160 some episodes. I'm gonna listen. I, I just want to see what it sounds like. You know, when 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 Al's done all of his magic and he's done all of his editing, I, I want to hear what a pot. I went and sh- you'd think, you'd think that we haven't done a podcast since at some point in season season one. Yeah, like, which after, is crazy. Like like people would think that we'd never got our microphone issues worked out. Right. We sound great. I think. It, it took us till season five, but I think we sorted it out nicely. The last few years have been nothing, and uh, just the fact that people haven't been able to appreciate that just really. Here's the but thing. But like I, I said, it's it's. I, uh, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep meticulous backups, so I do have the episodes. We will publish them. Rest assured. Uh, you know, and, and we can consider it sort of a rewatch, right? A raw, relive. Ra, ra, That's what Riverdale. people do. As soon as you're done with the series, you just go ahead and uh, start day one rewatch. Yeah. And we'll be there. Every one of our episodes fresh to discover. Uh, we'll call it Relive, Relive Riverdale. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the, the rewatch podcast. I like it. I like it. It's just a shame that the creative director interview isn't it didn't it didn't get heard by anybody. You know, I know. I'm surprised they didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, but I just maybe the show. I, I I think they actually retweeted the the interview that went to nothing. That's the kind of crazy, you know. Well, they they needed to be on the ball and check that stuff. I don't know how that slipped by them. Yeah. Have you ever heard of quality control? Come on. All right. Our you know our episodes didn't come out, so you haven't heard our thoughts on really the most of the series. Everything since the end of season one, I guess. Um. Let's talk about how we feel about the the special final season here, going into the finale. Uh, Joe, how do how do you feel right now? Right, what are you what are you feeling? What emotions are welling up in you? I gotta say, I thought this final season was a real love letter to all Archie fans, uh, both old and new. And you know, we're old school. We've been we've been fan oh, yeah. of Archie since the comics. Uh, we're I mean, all we covered that. all of the Sabrina episodes too. That's the other thing nobody heard: the Sabrina episodes. Yeah, we covered a Netflix spinoff. It's, there's there's so much to catch up on when we get to, when we get to uh, the the the, the re the reliving reliving all of Riverdale. 
uh, I, I, I thought it's a great way to get, you know, this this little uh, sending them back into the 50s is a great way to get all those great happy days aesthetics, you know, the, the, the sock mm-hmm. hops and the and the, the poodle skirts and, and then all, also the sex and depression we've come to be associated with the YA television uh, label. So, like, I, I'm, I'm glad yeah. we got all that kind of wholesome sensibility, but all of the, you know, mental uh, illness and, and neurodivergency and uh, crazy sex that yeah, uh, we want to see kids having. It's been one sexy season. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about my favorite episodes, and it was hard to pick just one because, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the Archie horror stuff, right? That's, oh, that's yeah. kind of been my thing. I've talked about it at length. I mean, uh, you're the one that twisted my arm to do Sabrina. I'm like, I don't ask uh-huh. too much to cut, and you're like, I got to get more of that occult shit. So, so for me, like the, I couldn't pick just one favorite episode this season. I had to go with both of the Halloween episodes. Episode five, it's the you know big Halloween sex episode. Uh, episode eleven is the Halloween two. You know, you got the ghost show. You got the killer milkman, right? You got you got the classic timeless. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Destroying the mailboxes with the bat. It's, they call it, yeah, smashing the mailbox. That's, it seems like they should have a better name for that. Uh, and then the three way. mailbox is what we called it. Yeah, the, Ar- the Archie Betty three way. Like I said, sexy season and Halloween 2 was no uh, exception. I mean, it's bold, honestly, to do two Halloween episodes in one calendar year. But, you know, when you got that much, uh, you know, dark Archie bulging at the seams, uh, it's got to come mm-hmm. out somewhere. Oh, yeah. He was bulging. Uh, so what about you? What's your favorite episode of the season? Oh, I love the bowling episode where yes. they all went. Oh, my God. It's who doesn't love going to a bowling lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even have to change your shoes in the 50s, right? You've already basically sure. got bowling shoes on. Yeah, you already got bowling shoes. It's nice to get something out of, uh, you know, pops, have a location where the kids can kind of suck down a chili dog and throw throw a couple gutter balls and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the, 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 I, I also liked the, it was, it was a pretty sex-free episode too. You know, it's kind of nice to have in bowling, uh, you're just as far away from that axis as you can possibly get, so... It's yeah, nice except for the show had that one that one scene with the bowling ball. We won't. Well, I won't. I mean, it's still Riverdale, it right? It's still sure. Riverdale. Yeah. At least he took the hat off. Fair, fair. I, I was surprised to see that Pops has a whole bowling alley in the back. Like you just walk through this one door. Oh, sh- that was at the back of Pops. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. you know, I didn't get that in the town's geography. Yeah, it's right behind the the milkshake mixer. It's crazy. All right. Well. Um. How about Lily's favorite episode? Because, you know, they can't all be hits, right? Here, right? Here's what I want to do. At the same time, we're going to go and we're going to say the name of our least favorite episode this season because I have a feeling we might be on the same page. All right, count us down. Count it down. Three, two, one, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Oh, how did yep. I know? Yep. How did I know? Look, uh, I, I know it is supposed to be the 1950s, right? But... Look, in the real world, it's 2023, and you just can't say things like that. You Especially can't. Especially coming from Betty. Yeah. I mean, in front of Josie and all the pussycats, it's just fucking re- it's, it's ridiculous. That, that should have never, yeah. never never made it out of the writer, writer's room. Uh, I agree. You know, it, and they can't... I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. We, we're, there's so much we can go in on this episode on. 
Yeah, you can't you can't keep going back to the old the same well of oh Betty did something shocking on the dance floor, right? What it's been like four seasons now. Yeah, they need to find a new Every gimmick time. to generate drama because it's just like there's not that much a person can do on the dance floor that's scandalous, to be honest. No. Um and you know, this is just kind of like shocking and gross. And you know what else? You know what else? The thing that really sticks in my craw? I don't like what they're trying to imply about Dick Clark. The man's Agreed. dead. He can't even defend himself. Agreed. The rocking New Year's Eve never recovered from his loss. And now we're doing this. We're doing this is dancing on his corpse. With a thinly of... veiled Riverdale bandstand. Uh, d- 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 yeah, I don't I didn't care for it. It seemed yeah. unkind. I've heard of punching down, but this man's six feet under. Let's give him a break. It's harder to get. Yeah. Har- you need an excavator to punch lower than that. Okay. So we're all caught up. I think it's time to get into this amazing series finale. If if it's even the series finale, let's put that out there. Um, we've got a lot of news on the horizon that we uh, that we have heard rumors about. You know, nothing's confirmed yet, but there's some discussion out there about perhaps a few a few spinoffs in the works. Like that, there's a Jughead Veronica one with them going to New York, which excites yeah, me. And- I know, I know, and I I know we just got off of a negative segment, but I can't help but point out that I think it was a real waste how they announced these things like three seasons ago. Because I, I don't know what they're thinking with all these fake-out Jughead deaths. Like, we know him and Veronica yeah. are going to go to New York City after season seven, so what are they even trying to do? Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to come up with a good moniker for this because I really like Bughead but Vughead just doesn't work quite the same way to me Um, I was always on the Geronica Geronica okay yeah. or Jugonica I like Jugonica <laughs> uh, but yeah it's that's the thing you know, I mean I'm excited about the idea who doesn't want to see them in New York City it's just like it felt like it stole some of the tension out of some of these later seasons mm-hmm. um, what about Kevin Kevin going to France by himself Oh, Sacre Bleu. I'm I'm so happy about this one. Yeah. Sign me yeah. up. Didn't get near enough Kevin in this series. So seeing him seeing his yeah. adventures in, in uh, France, especially the way they sent him off in this finale episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I didn't much possibilities. Even, I didn't know they had basketball teams in France, but apparently they right. do. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball teams in France. What will they think of next? American fries? Come on. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, another one that that we've heard, you know, r- rumors of, but but also like you know minor minor uh, confirmations on social media accounts and stuff is uh, the Archie and Betty uh, movie that I think they're planning on doing that uh, a trilogy. But I actually I woke uh-huh. up today saw on Twitter that uh, they're bumping it down because of the writer. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints... Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. 
those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Strike and some other kind of um, mix-ups or bumping it down to just a miniseries, six-episode miniseries. Oh, Although okay. this is the one everyone wants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barchi, Barchi. <laughs> the Barchi fans going crazy for this one. We, uh, might have to, we, we might have to unretire the Riverdale feed if uh, for some of these spinoffs. I mean, don't mm-hmm. hold us to it because you know there's so much. So much stuff though out there that, that we want to cover. I mean, we've been pigeonholed as Riverdale podcasters for seven seasons now, uh, <laughs> right? We're so much more than that. So yeah. much more. Yeah. Uh, I will say one thing about this this finale is it surprised me how little sex there was. I expected more, I guess, of Riverdale. Well, I mean, we talked about it. They, they've kind of done all the sex, so I thought this was more about closure. Yeah, I guess. I guess what they lack in. Uh, quantity they make up for in quality you know they're really venturing into this finale goes into a lot of the sex niches that you wouldn't really expect to to see on this show right I yeah. mean there's you know I like the, I, what the kids are calling basket weaving yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's pretty incredible to see in action action weaving if you will action weaving uh huh um, you know the, there's the milkshake stuff that I, I think everybody remembers from this finale, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Jughead just goes to town on that thing, and I'm here for it. Honestly, I'm yeah. here for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hand, the hand jive, they brought that back for the 50s. That's, uh, you know, you know don't, don't usually see old fashions with that much flair. Yeah, especially after season three was a hand stuff season. I mean, I thought yeah. they got that all out of the system, but here they're coming back, and they're kind of in reinventing the wheel, and I'm I'm impressed. And it's a callback. It serves as a nice callback to, you know, those season three vibes. Yeah, absolutely. There was one thing that uh, didn't really do it for me in this series finale, and it's that Jughead just contemplating the milkshake. I felt like it was a bad choice. You know, it's a four minute, or at least it felt like it. I I think it was like a four minute slow push in on Jughead it's just too much it's too much time to spend on one man looking at a milkshake and and he's got the lazy eye and that's kind of all i could see during that shot i i know people are crazy about wonders right now but it's really not that impressive no all you're doing is pushing in on a man in a milkshake it's not that good yeah yeah and, i got it in and, the first 12 seconds and and now you want me to watch three and a half more minutes of it 
Right. And, you know, nothing wrong with the lazy eye, but, you know, maybe not push in on it for four minutes. That's too much work for a lazy eye to do. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I also saw it might be nice to go around and talk about uh, our, our main characters and what we thought about how they left things. And, of course, the, mm-hmm. the man of the hour, practically his show, Archie. How we feel about yeah. how the, 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 the post-Riverdale trajectory for Archie is. I mean, this is how you know that Riverdale is a great series because they saved the best for last year, right? They, for seven seasons now, they've been teasing the milkshake, right? And and finally, Archie gets to share a milkshake with Betty for the first yeah. time. Which is, in this show, it's so weird, um, but it's actually that's actually a more intimate act. Than actual intimacy, the uh-huh. sharing a milkshake. That's like a that's like a uh, what what's after home base, the dugout. That's the step of on mm-hmm. Riverdale. That's when you're official. Yeah. Well, what's so, what's after the game, right? You go and you celebrate with a milkshake. The milkshake post post game milkshake. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that this is the season where he finally became cooler than Jughead. And we know that's yeah. like uh, his inferiority complex. The 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 jug. Uh, as as we've been calling him, it was it was something that was like getting in his way, and him learning to overcome that. Uh, even though he's got the handicap of, and not having nearly as cool a hat, uh, yeah, it's just kind of sad and and pathetic. Honestly, pathetic the way he was, you know, trying to outdo Jughead every time, and he just came off looking like a fool. But uh, and the now, big arc, the, the big personal arc he was on, avenging the desecration of his father's remains. Yeah, I thought it just was really satisfying the way he got even on those shady fungus merchants. You know, they just, uh, yeah, they thought they're going to get away with something slick and you just uh, you can't get away with that. Not in Riverdale. Mm-mm. I will say I thought it was, uh, I was a little disappointed that he had to resort to, you know, tit for tat, desecrating the graves of the merchant, uh, the fungus merchants. But that feels kind of more a Jughead move to me. Yeah, it's very old, and it, it's it's a kind of Old Testament, you know, like uh, uh, desecration for desecration. But mm-hmm. there's a certain, yeah. you know, it's 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 also got a certain kind of pleasing uh, balance of scales of justice aspect to it too. Gross Absolutely. though. Oh, the the graphic nature of that scene. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, maybe Betty as the next character. You know, Betty, Betty. You know, I've had a, uh, I, I've, I've sometimes had difficult relationships with my parents, and it, it felt good that she's able to expose her mother as the fraud she is. Yeah, yeah. It's been since season one that we've been looking for this. I mean, how long have we been saying what a just horrible, loathsome character this is? Played by played. Beautifully by Madsen Amchek. I don't. I don't want to disparage the actor, but the character itself so. Oh, hateable. you have to be a fantastic actor to generate that much heat. I mean, people hate right? this character. I hate this character. I'd run her over in the street and back up if I saw her crossing the road. Yeah, she could use a little grave desecration. I think. Here's the thing. I've seen a lot of really despicable characters, completely hateable characters on TV, like. Kai Wynn from DS9, mm. right? Mm. Uh, I'm thinking Adora Krellin from Sharp Objects. Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Right, right. Uh, Ted Lasso from Ted Lasso. Han- Hannibal Lecter, Nurse Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Of course, from our Succession podcast, Roman Roy. Ro- you know, it's, it's, I'm glad you pointed out because we haven't been entirely pigeonholed in Riverdale. We did have that one uh, Succession podcast too. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll get that put up too, for sure. Uh, what do you think? What, how do you feel about Veronica? Oh, I don't consider her to be the main character. Oh, I get. Yeah, I, I, I guess you're. I can see. I know we gone back and forth on that, but I, I think where she led it, you're, you're probably right. So let's just move on to the next one. Uh, let's move on to Jughead. Talk about him. Uh, you know, he may not be the coolest person on the on the block anymore, but he's finally cooler than Cheryl. Well, that was True. a big moment for him. Yeah, the coolness pyramid of Riverdale really shifted on its foundations. And in all the tumbling, yeah, it turns out uh, Jughead managed to slip ahead of Cheryl. Yeah, definitely. The, the thing is, is that what had me reeling, though, is they strongly implied that Jughead was just a figment of Archie's imagination this entire time. Like a real fight club See? situation, a Tyler Durden situation. See? See? And, what have I And I got to give you credit. You were out front an early proponent of the Jughead's not real theory as far back yeah. as season three, the hand season. That's when that's when the jig started to become up. Well, OK, so I, I've been saying I've been beating this drum. Apparently, people haven't been hearing me beat the drum. So let's do it again here. Show me a single solitary scene where he is a with a main character and B has a speaking part because I have been asking for seven years and nothing. And now I'm right. I'm right. Well, I mean, there was that one scene in the, my favorite episode, The Bowling Alley, with Veronica. No, I said main character. Oh, got okay. Yeah, I, I can't think of one. I honestly can't think no. of a single one. Yeah, show me. Write in if uh, to our email address if you guys want to have a discussion about that, because I think I'm right on this. And then the show is uh, basically saying it. So you've had the you've had the uh, Jughead's not real theory. I got a, a maybe a competing theory, or maybe we can find a way to unify them. There's a thing I want to talk about, and I'm, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. It's the final scene, the way they shot that. I think it's fair to ask. I think we're supposed to ask as audience, when did Jughead actually slip into his coma? I, and I'm not talking about just season seven. I'm going all the way back to season one, episode one. That's how completely rethinking i'm doing on this 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 whole wow. enterprise oh my god i'm i'm thinking back on it yeah i think that tracks okay let me let, let's let's let me sample a couple of uh, apocalypse events on the show and you tell me whether you think uh it could it could this this coma theory neatly ties everything up um i think you could easily make the argument that this started all back in season 4 when the birds attacked yeah, yeah. No, actually, dude, it explains all of the post-season four bird attacks, too. Exactly. We've been saying, why are the birds so angry in Riverdale? <laughs> well, it's because it's none of this is happening. It's all a fever dream. We thought it was that Hitchcock homage episode, but it turns but out, they no. kept coming. You can't, like, you that know, two homages, herring. maybe. Three, uh-uh. uh mm-hmm. They were telling us something. Uh, then you think about the situation, the goats back in season three. Yep, yep, yep. The never-ending noodle at Pops in season mm, two. Season two. Mm-hmm. How in the hell would that be possible? Like it's something we just thought was like a mistake or something that they didn't fix, but like that, it's very intentional. Yeah, that you haven't never seen a noodle that long. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, okay. So I the question then, because now you really got me spinning out here. If Jughead is a figment of Archie's imagination, which I think is true. That means that all of this is actually Archie's coma, right? Oh my god. 
I, I this is this is why we're doing relive relive Riverdale. We're going to get to the bottom mm-hmm. of the coma. Uh, we're going to each, each, each at, 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 yeah 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 we we will have to we'll have to record a special like five minute addendum to each podcast where we do coma watch. Is this the episode where Jughead slips into the coma? So did Archie desecrate Jughead's father's remains? I. I'm. I will have to see. Man. That's we'll what I'm telling see. you. The board is just might as well be flipped upside down and at right angles because we're playing a whole new game now. All right. There's one final character here uh, we need to talk about. Main character Cheryl. Um, I guess it was nice that Cheryl felt comfortable enough in her community to come forward and confess her love for her brother. But honestly, I'm not sure I'm a fan. I'm not. It's like HBO's thing. The whole incest stuff. But I, I know a lot of people say, well, well, it's her stepbrother. Yeah, and it's an homage to, you know, the just the zeitgeist in pornography right now. I understand what they're going for, but yeah, it's too much for me. They're just I yeah, stepbrother, what a half brother. I don't know. I just know that they were raised together in that house and it really squicks me out. Didn't like mm-hmm. it. Didn't like it. Agreed. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for the episodes uh, of this season and that finale. I do want to do something that has been a staple of Ra Ra Riverdale now for seven seasons. And that's I want to get to the feedback because, you know, our community is such a huge part of the show. Without I can't believe the support, we actually we... have some feedback for this episode. You know, we were getting some for a long yeah. time, but then that made sense. We weren't publishing the episodes properly, but we've actually got feedback. Wow. Yeah, we do. We have a couple of messages here that I wanted to read. Send that feedback into rawrawriverdale at gmail.com. Again, uh, we'll be doing the Relive, Relive Riverdale, and we've got mm-hmm. some of the spinoffs, baby. We're, we're, we're going keep to keep the email consistent, so uh, that, that's going to remain open. I'm excited. What's, uh, what's our feedback? Yeah, first up, uh, in, we got an enthusiastic fan mail for Ra Ra Riverdale podcast celebrating the epic finale. It says, Dear Ra Ra Riverdale podcast team, oh my gosh, where do I even begin? I'm still riding the wave of emotions after watching the series finale of Riverdale, and I just had to reach out to express my overwhelming enthusiasm and gratitude. Oh, that's you guys, sweet. Well, listen to this. You guys have been my lifeline throughout this entire journey, and I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate the show's epic conclusion than by writing to my favorite podcast. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. First and foremost, can we all just take a moment to appreciate how the finale tied up all those intricate plot lines and character arcs? I mean, it's like the writer sprinkled some magic Riverdale dust over everything, and suddenly all the loose ends were neatly woven into a mind-blowing tapestry. The twists and turns, the unexpected revelations, and the way they paid homage to the character's growth over the seasons, I was simply left in awe. I mean, like I said, the double coma uh, Jughead reveal, my mind was reeling. Let's talk about that final showdown. The tension, the stakes, the heart-pounding music. It was like I was right there in the midst of it all. And that surprise team-up of the core four with all their allies facing off against the ultimate villain? Pure genius. I had goosebumps from the moment they stood together, ready to fight for their town, their loved ones, and everything they've endured. They desecrated all those corpses. They did. They did. The writers truly outdid themselves with that epic battle sequence. But, oh my serpent queen, can we talk about Bughead? Mm. Betty and Jughead's reunion was everything I ever hoped for and more. The way they finally laid all their cards on the table, addressing their past mistakes and vowing to face the future together. It was the closure our shipper hearts needed. And that heartfelt, tear-jerking proposal under the twinkling stars? 
I was a puddle of emotions. But here's where the spinoffs get screw us up. I mean, I'm right yeah. there with you, but we know but Jughead's going to New York with Veronica. So all this is going to end in tears. And I, I wish I, I, you know, when I, you know, when I wish I knew that season one, episode one of Veronica and Jughead in New York. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather wait another couple months than uh, have that spoiled like three seasons ago. Yeah. Let me live in that for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's going to be short lived. And let's not forget the emotional roller coaster that was Choni. Cheryl and Tony's journey has been a wild ride filled with ups and downs in that scene where they declare their unwavering love for each other in front of the in front of the blossoming serpent tree. I had tears streaming down my face. It was a powerful testament to the strength of their relationship and the growth of their characters. Yeah, I still don't. Again, uh, if I'm Tony, I wouldn't be, join a polycule with a brother and sister. But, you know, if uh, I, I, I guess uh, that's that's where they end. That's where they end wrapping it up here I can honestly go on for days but I'll wrap it up by saying that the series of finale of Riverdale was a masterpiece that left me both satisfied and wanting more your podcast has been my trusted companion throughout this entire show and I can't wait to hear your breakdown of the finale keep up the incredible work and please know that you're appreciated by fans like me who just can't get enough of the Riverdale magic also just wanted to remind you about your father's appointment this Wednesday can you still drive us love mom oh oh Oh. yeah is this my mom? It's definitely not my mom. She's dead. Or, of course, your personal connection to the whole desecration plotline. Well, that's still, you know what? That's 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 an incredibly positive piece of piece of feedback. And uh, thanks, mom. Love you. Love you back. You know, they can't all be positive emails, though. We did. We do have some people, believe it or not, who really dislike the show and our podcast actually um i mean none of them are perfect so let's uh you know i i uh we yeah. can we can improve i mean shoot we we miss uploaded like six and a half seasons of podcast obviously there's room to grow here so uh what's what's what what i got to say and i want to give voice to all sides of the issue you know i don't i don't want to just be a fan podcast so let's get into this dear alan joe i need to take a moment to share my deep-seated disappointment and concerns regarding not only the riverdale series finale but also the direction your podcast, Rob Rob Riverdale, has taken. All right. The finale of Riverdale has left me questioning why I even like the show in the first place. Much like your podcast has me pondering the authenticity of your intentions. My experience with both has only deepened my disillusionment, making me wonder whether the enthusiasm you project is simply a facade to hide your total lack of critical thinking and meaningful engagement. I, 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 I come on. I, I don't, I, I don't know if I can take any useful from this, this feedback. Is does it, is it just, does it get better? No. As podcast hosts, your discussions lack the nuance and thoughtful critique that I would expect from people hosting a podcast dedicated to a show. It's disheartening to witness your transformation from potential commentators to unwavering cheerleaders, as if you're driven by a need to uphold the narrative rather than engage in thoughtful analysis. What the? Alan Joe, the manner in which you've dismissed or ignored the show's glaring flaws lead me to question your ethical framework. Your enthusiastic support for Bughead, regardless of the narrative inconsistencies, is deeply perplexing and undermines your credibility as impartial hosts. Everyone loved Bughead. Oh, we certainly did. You're in the, you're an outlier. 
Your sparse and often superficial coverage of Choni is a testament to your lack of understanding regarding the significance of representation and diversity in media. It's disappointing that you've chosen to overlook the complexities of these characters' journeys, highlighting a lack of empathy and a disregard for the voices that have looked to your podcast for validation. This total absence of introspection and accountability is endemic to a generation that too often shirks responsibility for the world's problems, imagining themselves blameless and above reproach. All right. Your unwillingness to engage in open discussions and address the show's missteps implies a lack of respect for your listeners' intelligence and a disinterest in elevating the conversation around the show's themes and implications. You know what? I'm getting a healthy uh, lack of respect for this particular listener's intelligence uh, and his uh, accusing me of my moral and ethical framework. I mean... Well, well, don't like. Let's let's just settle no, it down. No, a no, no, no. This is some brain rotted boomer shit that we're talking about right here. This is, uh-huh. I, I was I was like sitting on my hands and not good, but then this just whole generational. No, come, dig. come on, man. No, we hmm, no, we need to we need to take it back a notch. Uh, a notch? Yeah, I think he's notch. five notches over what I would consider dump the delete already. But okay, all right. I uh, okay. I don't want to finish this. I don't think we should finish this email. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got to no. hear what this fucking genius has to say. No, about, you don't. About you don't. the, yeah, like, you know, how I, I, I'm, I'm shitting on minorities and I got my head up my ass and I my morals and ethics are as no, tattered as Jughead's fucking hat. I can't read yeah. it, man. I can't do it. Do it. Do it. <sighs> okay. Uh, in conclusion, my disappointment isn't restricted to the show's finale, but extends to your the direction of your podcast. Mm, okay. I implore you both to consider the ethical and moral implications of the content you produce and recognize the weight of influence you hold in shaping fan perspectives. This fucking guy. It's gotta be a guy. P.S. Don't forget your mom wants me to get this thing on my neck. Look, Dad. Love, Dad. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, okay. All right, this makes this 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 makes a hell of a lot more sense. All right, I'll I'll, I'll be there. But we're talking. We got to talk. You can't keep talking to me like this, Dad. Not in front of my friends. Not on the podcast. All right, I got to say, uh, I I think that there might be some corpse desecration in my family's future. So we might both have a personal connection by the Ooh. end of relive, relive. Anyway, speaking is that is that, so you, you, well, we can hope. Um. So, uh, speaking of relive, relive, I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, that you know, don't go anywhere. Don't ups- subscribe for the feed. Uh, we're gonna run all this uh, back. Even you know, like I said, we're gonna do that five minute coma watch. So even the episodes are already out there. We're gonna release a special editions. Uh, relive, relive, Riverdale, starting. What do mm, you think? In a week or two, we're gonna take a week off. Have a week for a wrap up podcast. I, okay, so I looked while we were recording this podcast while you were going on about uh, the Jughead coma, and I the backups are gone. Rewatch, rewatch Riverdale uh, is going to well, be re-watch starting them all. starting in a week or two. Uh, that's that's a little bit more work than I was anticipating, but we're we're going to do it. That's how much we love love mm-hmm. Riverdale. Uh, we love Riverdale. You love Ra Ra Riverdale. I know we've been gone for a couple of years, but you want to see rewatch, rewatch. Make sure to leave us those five star iTunes reviews. That's how we grow the show. We do, we we want to mm-hmm. make sure rewatch, rewatch starts strong. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. We got a merch store, PayPal, Subbable. Don't forget Cash Ash, Venmo, OnlyFans, GoFundMe, Fansly. 
And uh, please, before you go, just check out my new student film. I've been working really hard on it for the last few years, and I think it's come together really well. Uh, yeah, check that out. What's the teaser? There's a lot of hand stuff and milkshakes in there, so I'm excited about it. Inspired by Riverdale. Okay. People want to check uh-huh. that out for sure. Make sure you check Season out three. that link. Uh, otherwise, rah, rah, Riverdale at gmail.com is how you send us feedback for the, the rewatch, rewatch Riverdale. We'll be back in a couple weeks to start season one, episode one. Uh, we're excited. Can't wait to see, get to the bottom of this whole coma situation. Until then, uh, we'll be here. I'm Joe. And I'm Al. Final time, rah, rah, Riverdale. <laughs>